Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Dave, Dave Damashek, what's going down? Welcome to an emergency episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program, episode number 38. We had to call this emergency session. Yes, football, football, football as always, but the world of sports doesn't end there, does it, Adam Rank? Not at all. What a day. A big day Thursday. Thursday, a huge day for you, Adam Rank. As the quintessential SoCal sports fan, you had uh, the big news with Albert Pujols to start the day. At the end of the day, all sorts of confusion around Chris Paul to the Lakers and then not to the Lakers. We brought in here, Adam Rank, obviously I want to hear your opinion coming from the heart, but also we brought in, speaking of quintessential, the main man, the the voice of – of the LA sports media, I dare say, and that's oh, not hyperbole. The no. finest, uh, the finest uh, sports radio program in Los Angeles on five seventy AM Fox Sports Radio, along with uh, Petros Papadakis, our old pal here, our colleague from NFL Fantasy Live, Matt Money Smith. Money, what's nuts. the poop? It was freaking nuts yesterday, and you can only feel a little bit for the Angels because they make the biggest signing in the history of their franchise. It uh-huh. takes over the sporting world yep. for the first six hours of December 8th and then gets completely blown off the front pages. And it wouldn't have. You probably would have had a split, a vertical split, not you know one above the fold, one below the fold on the front right. page, but you would have had a vertical split. What do you split mean above, of, above the fold? Well, you know, when you have a headline, it's all about who's above the fold. The paper's folded in half. What's a so, paper? So, uh, yeah, I see what you're doing now. I fell for it. Just boom, look at me, the <laughs> dummy. So instead, because of the ridiculousness surrounding what happened with Chris Paul coming to L.A. and now not coming to L.A. because the trade was voided by uh, by David Stern, the Pujols story is 
I hate to say this, but it's almost a non-story 24 hours later because this Chris Paul to the Lakers and now not to the Lakers has no closure. It's still a fluid situation. Well, first of all, you know, my brain is swimming with directions to uh, to go right now. But, but let's just talk about from a basketball perspective with Chris Paul, the premise that the league is thrown out, that David Stern right. and these owners who apparently were complaining about the deal are citing this as basketball reasons. But as far as I'm concerned, that's obviously Huey and Applesauce. Because the Lakers were giving up Pal Gasol and Lamar Odom, yes, yes. that was. It, it's not as though this. I mean, ironically, five years ago when they got Gasol for for Kwame Brown, now that was an awful deal. That was ridiculous. This Greg one, Popovich lost his mind over that one. Remember? I, I, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah. I but think you know all, what? I'll, I'll tell you what. I just stop you quickly, just be, if you don't mind. It please, is your podcast. Please. But the interesting thing about even that trade, as ridiculous that as that trade looks, so what did they get? They get Marc Gasol, who's going to make an average right. of ten million plus. You know, with his ex, with his contract extension they get uh three first round picks a couple second round picks they get salary relief because the lakers took on that salary mm-hmm. of Paul gasol kwame brown's deal was expiring that's why they wanted kwame they turned that salary cap savings into an extension for mike conley the trade for zach randolph and they got I'd say a top 10 center, maybe top 8 center in the league, and Mark Gasol out of it. So even that ridiculous deal wasn't that bad. You'd have to say, look, these are general managers. They know what they're doing. They're trading. Look, some of them don't. David Kahn in Minnesota doesn't have the slightest idea what he's doing up there. But most of these guys know what they're doing. These are three very competent general managers. In the, Mitch Kupchak has been an executive of the year. Daryl Morey is the new breed, the MBA from MIT and Northwestern, you know, statistical-based analysis in the general manager's position. And Dell Demps has acquitted himself very well, turned New Orleans into a playoff team last year. David Stern and Stu Jackson know more than these three guys combined about what a good basketball deal is and what is not. It's it's arrogance, it's a dictatorship, and, and it's going to bite him in the ass. Well, do you think, well, first of all, Rank, let me just get your opinion, again, as a, as a Lakers guy, a fan of the team, what was what what was the and did you love this deal because Chris Paul and Kobe and uh, you know a, a presumably healthy Andrew Bynum until he uh, hurts his knee jumping for joy oh, with Chris Paul it. at the point. Uh, I mean, I, to, to me, I, <laughs> immediately a bunch of questions. Now it's a little bit like to to bring it back to NFL football. It's a little bit like somebody who says, "Hey, this team, how are they? How are the Packers any good when they don't have a premier running back?" That's not the game in right. 2011. I guess you don't need a dominant center to thrive. Obviously, in the NBA. But that being said, you were happy to get that, or did you think they gave up too much? I might be the last guy in Southern California who still believes in Andrew Bynum. I still like him. He's still a young guy. A lot of people I'm, like him. I'm still into Andrew Bynum. I liked it because that's where we needed to get better. We needed to get better on the perimeter. That's where I felt we were getting beat, not down low. We needed better. You know, we can't go with a 40-year-old point guard anymore. It's nice. I like Derek Fisher, but we needed to upgrade a little bit right there. I was all in on this trade. I thought it was great. And the thing that's disappointing is you watch everybody else put together these super teams. You know, the Celtics, I think, kicked it off a couple of years ago when Kevin McHale just handed them Kevin Garnett and said, you know, go out and win a title. And then now everybody else, you know, gets to build these super teams and Battier's going down to Miami. And then, but all of a sudden, the Lakers are the ones that they put up the stop sign where they're like, you know, we're going to, and Money said it best. We gave up Pau Gasol 
and Lamar Odom. I mean, it, Sixth giving, man of the year, perennial yes. all-star, the most skilled seven-footer in the league. There's a lot of people that don't like this trait from a basketball standpoint that think the Lakers got worse with this deal. And to them, I say, this isn't the last deal. No. There's, there's something else. And the, the interesting thing is, you mentioned it, you go from, and, and this is no hyperbole, the worst team at the point guard position to gaining the best point guard in the game and one that fits your system. Chris Paul is not just a, a you know blazingly fast, up-tempo point guard. He's remarkable in the pick and roll. He will extend Kobe's career by two years because he's so good in the pick and roll. And Kobe you know, now sets up shop in the mid-post. I'm going to share something with you. It, you know, For people, you like the Lakers, you don't like the Lakers, this is going to make your blood boil. And the fact that this got out is fantastic. It's what really makes this story so much better. Have you seen the letter from Dan Gilbert to Commissioner Stern? For those that don't know, Dan Gilbert is the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is the man behind Quicken Loans, a a company that was very prominent in the uh, subprime mortgage crisis here in America. So here is uh, Dan Gilbert's email to Commissioner Stern. Commissioner, it would be a travesty to allow the Lakers to acquire Chris Paul in the apparent trade being discussed. This trade should go to a vote of the 29 owners of the Hornets. And for people that don't know, the, the Hornets are owned by the NBA uh, because George Shin, their previous owner, wanted to sell it. He couldn't sell it. So the NBA, every team pitched in $10 million bucks and gave him $290 million for his team. Over the next three seasons, this deal would save the Lakers approximately $20 million in salaries. And this is the kicker here and approximately $21 million in luxury taxes. That $21 million goes to non-taxpaying teams and to fund revenue sharing. Whoa. So wait a minute. So you, the Lakers need to fund the rest yeah, of the yeah. NBA. So the Lakers, who are responsible for, and, and this is something that, that I've kind of gathered, 40%, okay, one team funds 40% of the revenue sharing wow. in this league. <laughs> they they have to continue to fund the rest of this <laughs> league, and here they're going to save $21 million bucks by making this deal. Gilbert, I promise you, unlike you, you cheap SOB, Jerry Buss will continue to spend 90 to $100 million yes. on his team to, fee- to, to, to put a winner on the court. You're going to get your $21 million bucks eventually. There will be other players that come in that get their salary back up to $100 million bucks as a Trust team. Trust me, the Lakers aren't done spending. No, most well, definitely. Well, this feel well, no, like no, the no, no, apocalypse, no. though? But this feels apocalypse, like, a, like a, a disastrous move by David Stern that's going to be hard to undo because you talk about the slippery slope it's of It's apocryphal, that. check. It, it, it's, a, it's a basketball decision to not let this deal go through. What exactly would the Lakers have to give up to get, let's say, Dwight Howard? What would be acceptable by David Stern in the leagues but with the premise that they've now right. rolled out here that Gasol and Lamar Odom with all their deeds and accolades around them those aren't that's not enough to get a, yeah. a top the Lakers, flight what a steal for the Lakers who's got a year yeah. left on his deal yeah. yeah they gave up a six foot ten multi-skilled player that is arguably has arguably the most unique skill set in the league and a perennial all-star but but you know they, that, they, they need to give enough. up more that's not enough and this Stan Gilbert character he came off okay when he was bashing LeBron James he joined with yeah, the I love that. You kind yeah. of felt for him, and you're like, oh, this now it's gone the Over. other way. You realize. Now all of that is gone. It's such a well, ridiculous thing. To- and, and remember, Dan Gilbert was trying to get Chris Bosh from Toronto to join his Cleveland Cavaliers in the hopes that he could keep LeBron. He was trying to convince Dwayne Wade to leave the Miami Heat to come to Cleveland to play with LeBron James, and it didn't work out. Same thing with Mark Cuban, who allegedly was in the middle of this as well. Wait a minute. I, I, I distinctly remember Donnie Nelson being involved with some conversations with Dell Demps, the general manager of the Hornets, in an effort to acquire Chris Paul. It, it stinks to high hell. And it, it, basically, what's here, it, well, this is going to go one of two ways. 
either Chris Paul is going to be forced to play out the year in New Orleans. They're going to get nothing in return. The mm-hmm. league is desperately trying to sell that team, and they're going to lose money on the sale there because they have no assets, uh, and there's going to be a stink attached to the team. Two, the Lakers are consulting with their legal counsel. Chris Paul has hired a lawyer, and they're going to try and go the legal route to prove that the, the NBA cannot do this. And, and I don't know how they would do that because there's obviously no precedent here from a, 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 a trade being vetoed for basketball. This is ba- You know what this is? Hey, look, we all do fantasy live together. This is the fantasy commissioner saying, wait a minute. It's, it's week 13, and you're trading Maurice Jones-Drew for uh, Johnny Knox? You can't do that. I'm vetoing it. Except, That's what this is. Except that the difference is, no, no, is no. that when you trade Mike Wallace and then right. the, the commissioner undoes the trade, you don't then have to talk to Mike Wallace and say, hey, listen, <laughs> We uh, we still want you to produce for my fantasy team here. What is really? What does Mitch Kupchak? What the? I mean, you know, Mike Brown has. I I thought that was an awful hire by the Lakers uh, I'm to not begin crazy with. About it either. Wait, Mike and, Brown's the coach. <laughs> this this will fix everything, Mike Brown. But I mean, what does Mike Brown? What does Mitch Kupchak say to Lamar Odom now? Apparently, according to Lamar, there wasn't even a phone call made ahead of this. He found out through the media that that he was uh, that he'd been traded. What now? I mean, let's say that this can we deal. Go, can we be done with that? I found out through. The, okay, everybody finds out through the media. All yeah. right, but listen, what do you what do you what do ahead. you say now if you're Mitch Kupchak? Hey, Lamar, we want you to be productive here's, this year. For here's us. the good thing, though. Lamar is not an emotional player. He is he is a guy that can just fly above this. It, it, I, honestly, there in in all my years in dealing with athletes, there might not be a more emotional player than Lamar Odom of all the guys that this could possibly happen to. There is no one worse than Lamar. And look, I, I, we're, we're kind of giggling a little bit, but Lamar has had a a very well known and publicized past. He has had abandonment issues his entire life. His father abandoned the family. He has now shown up. You see him walking around Staples Center with his flat bill on and giant gold chain. All he ever says to his son is, "I need more money. I need more money." There's a big issue there. Uh, he, of course, lost his mother, lost his grandmother, lost a child. Lost a child, he yeah. is, uh, he, I mean, his, he's been through the ringer, and he is one of the nicest guys you will ever come across. I feel terrible for Lamar because I'm sure emotionally he is a complete wreck. And asking what Mitch Kupchak could say to him, nothing and nothing. And you know what? It's uh, the, the time we're doing this right now, uh, I just got a text from someone that works over at the Lakers facility, and all the players are there, but Lamar Odom is not. Hmm. So he, as, as of this moment when we're doing the podcast, Well, the Kardashians have his back. They do. Chris Kardashian. Well, what do you say? Set straight. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how Chris Paul moves forward. I don't know how he He's puts on a, a uniform. I don't know what the Lakers are supposed to do. I mean, this is a, like I say, apocalypse is not going too far. The timing of this is fishy, that it's 24 hours after. what what uh, I, I don't know the legal terms, that, that they ratified the deal. Is that what it is to, to end the lockout technically? Yes. They, that's what happened. And that's the other part and of And they wouldn't too, have done this way. 24 hours prior. Lock them out. The, uh, the owners were all together, or at least a representative, from every team was in a board of governors meeting and this deal had already gone down you everybody in that meeting knew that this deal had gone down and no one said a word you know and i believe Jeannie bus is the lakers representative in those board of governors meetings no one broached the subject with her and mentioned that maybe they had a problem with it as one of the 10 percent owners or whatever 29 129th percent owner of the uh the new orleans hornets she gets on a plane and is already out of uh, New York City when they decide to pull all this crap, and the Lakers never have an opportunity, the Rockets never have an opportunity, and Del Demps, the GM of the Hornets, never has an opportunity to say, wait a minute, what, what is your problem with this case? Let's go through whatever metric you want to measure this by, statistical analysis you want to do, 
Everybody makes out in this deal. Pau Gasol is in Houston. They get three starters, a backup point guard, and a first-round draft pick in New Orleans. And the Lakers get a point guard. Where, where is there a basketball issue here? And it's surprising to me when you start looking at the NBA and you think about, like, the NBA. I, I don't know if they're being too sensitive because the NBA has kind of this reputation of fixing things for the best teams for the Knicks. You go back to the frozen Patrick envelope, Ewing, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. But really, the Lakers are your marquee franchise. Why is this? Why are they coming down on them? Like, Dan Gilbert, you're sending letters about this, about the Lakers. The reason that your league makes money is because the Lakers are good. And the the league is a lot worse off when the Lakers are not good. I don't well, understand. Well, like, if I can interrupt you, I, you know, you, the, I think this situation. I hate conspiracy theories that you know, reckless speculate. Wait a second, I love reckless speculation. But <laughs> I mean, conspiracy theory number one for me is is that the league decided in the summer or before that they decided two years ago that Chris Paul is going to to Manhattan and he's going to be playing in MSG. I, I I don't know that there's any merit in that that they expect. Did that to be uh, the destination of uh, CPK? I don't. I don't. I, it, it's it's, it's <laughs> CPK. CPK. I'm sorry. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten all he morning. He loves the barbecue chicken. <laughs> He's, He's got a, a big new endorsement. Fan. Yeah, exactly. Waiting for him when he gets to California. You kids oh. with your silly nicknames. You all these uh, wacky nicknames that you have. But yes, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I. I uh, yeah, on, you, you know, you always want to know what the end game is. Okay, so okay, yeah. so Stern voids the trade. What's the end game? Honestly, my my honest opinion on what the end game here is is that the Hornets are contracted. I do not think this franchise will sell. Doctor Buss has been leading a charge to contract two teams in this league. He feels there's way too many. Obviously, he's in a different position than the other owners who just you know pad their pockets with the expansion fees when guys come in to buy these franchises. And Buss has said, look, I don't, and this is all speculation. This is not me being in the know. Uh, but but Buss has said, look, I'll scratch out the majority of the check to get these teams out of the league. I'm sick of dealing with this crap and these people that have no business telling me how to run a league when I've been here for 30 freaking years and have been to 15 NBA finals and have won. I know how to do it. These guys don't. They're in it for the wrong reasons. The Hornets are going to be contracted. I wouldn't be surprised if the Charlotte Bobcats are the other team that are contracted. And, and ultimately, that's what the end game of this is going to be, you know, Chris Paul is not just going to walk away from the Hornets at the end of the year. It is my stern belief, pardon the pun, that he is going to walk away, and the Hornets are also going to go away. That's why maybe it won't sting as much of, oh, they could have had these guys, but instead they got nothing. Well, no, the franchise is done. This wound cuts deep. I don't know how the Lakers repair, how David Stern repairs things with Buss and company. I feel like, you know, Gretzky called the NHL uh, a generation ago a Mickey Mouse league, a garage league, and so on. I can't recall, correct me if I'm wrong, has there ever among the major, uh, you know, leagues in, in the U.S. that I, I can't think of something that is... So, that that stinks as bad as no. this one does. No, this, this is, is so bush league. This is so. Uh, uh, this is a obviously a, a multi billion dollar corporation that is being handled like uh, you know with with, with sounds like bitterness and right. pettiness. Well, and, it, I, the only and, thing I can imagine is if you ask David Stern, the man who unilaterally made this decision, according to him, oh, I was not pressured by the uh, the owners. This was my decision. Why did you do it? The only reason he could possibly give you is because. That's it. Yeah. There, he there should is, there's undo nothing it. else. As of when, when I put my head down on the pillow last night on Thursday night, there was still the there. It was still technically on hold. The deal was technically just on hold. David Stern nope. should undo. Should say, "Yeah, I'm taking it off hold." I decided. Here's that this what goes they through. should do. They should not only 
let the deal go, but as a gift to the Lakers, Dwight Howard goes for free. There you go. See? <laughs> Mr. Fix-It. There See? you go, Rank. Let's make it. And then, what, you know what? And maybe the Laker fans won't boycott your league. And and uh, and uh, Matt Money-Smith and uh, Rank, what do we think about you? You Just in passing, mentioned Shane Battier to the Heat. To me, this is an under-the-radar deal that makes them, and especially if the Heats wind up with Chauncey Billups. Isn't that now the best team anyway? That's the key. And, you know, you said it with Chauncey Billups. Where are the Heat? And that's what was so interesting about this Paul trade for the Lakers. Where, where does it then give the Lakers strength? At the one, and Paul will make Andrew Bynum infinitely better. Look what he turned Tyson Chandler into. You know, Paul is so good with his yep. bigs and the pick and roll. So now the Lakers' strength is not only with Kobe, but at the one and the five. Where is the Heat weakness? At the one and the five. They have no center. They have no point guard. And that's what they ran into against the Mavericks. Tyson Chandler destroyed them defensively because they had no big to put on him. And adding Badier, it's nice. He's a good perimeter defender, but what does he play? He plays a wing. You know, what does Wade play? A wing. What does LeBron play? A wing. What does Chris Bosh? He's a soft four. He might as well be a wing player. It's a pickup back Basketball team. Yeah, that's the only problem with Batty. They desperately need Billups on amnesty to head down there and, and run the point, and then uh, some big man, I don't know, a, a warm body to throw in there. Well, if you, though, mix in Battier, and then you have Billups at uh, at the point. Two good defenders. Egad. What yeah. a, what, what Two a, very good defenders. What a team. While everybody's busy focusing on uh, on what's happening with the Lakers right now, that team suddenly becomes what everybody expected them yep. to be a year ago, the dominant team in the NBA, I would think, in, in spite of uh, your Chicago Bulls there, Matt Money-Smith. All right, quickly... No chance. Let me just get you. Rank is on record. Follow him on Twitter, at Adam Rank. You hear his noise all about. I I don't understand it, Money. He he hates this Albert Pujols noise. You hate it? He hates Albert. He is a Halos. He is a a Halos diehard. Go ahead, Rank. Defend your position. How do you hate going to be relevant? The team you just got the best player of the generation. Why is that bad? Finally relevant. We won the World Series in two thousand. Yes, you did. We been in the. We missed two consecutive. Now you keep saying we. What were you batting in the five hole on that team or something? You know, I mean, Dave and I will agree with this. Okay. I've been with the Angels my whole life. These what, guys what, come and go. You out of the, These uh, guys the come and go. I buy the merchandise. Okay. I, I watch them on television so that yep. they can afford to have their game. It's if we. I'm with Rank on this. I could not disagree we more. Have, could not no, disagree this, more. This will be another Until conversation. Until you're taking a Verlander splitter in the middle of your back, it's not we. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Unless You know what? If there's no fans, there's no team, and there's no sports. So, yes, it's we. Actually, I, I support them. These days, it's run on the TV. It's and all I watch about them the TV, on TV money. I am the guy. I am the 18 to 40 guy. I'm not a we That's guy. supposed to be. So, all right. Besides be that the point. Way. Yes, yes. All right. Agree the to Angels. disagree. The Angels. There's a couple of things that people have been coming after me. Everybody's like, oh, look, now you guys are the Yankees and the Red Sox. It's like, yes. I want to say this. First of all, we. We don't hate the Yankees and the Red Sox because of their spending money. That has nothing to do with it. We I hate know. You'd be a hypocrite we, if you we, did. We hate them because of their fans and that, and because they're rivals. Because Boston well, The Red and, Sox destroy you. Yes. The, in 86. See what I did there? I called yes. them you. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. You like that? 86, although we did sweep them in 2009. Thank you very much. Yes, you did. But here's the thing. So we hate them. <laughs> we hate them like we hate them for that reason. But I've seen this before. I've seen this play out before. I, unless the Angels are going to move their dugout to the first base side and fill it up with foam balls, every time Albert Pujols goes near the foul line to get a ball, I'm going to think Mo Vaughn. Mo Vaughn. We've had this. Step. We've had this. And, Dave, you made fun of me a couple of months ago when I said Tim Salmon was the quintessential angel because the he, was, fish. he was a guy who started and ended his career with the Angels. And we never have that. We always have guys who come in from somewhere else, usually at the back end of their career, 
And they I'll put this to you though. We had this discussion yesterday on the on the show. My contention is I love Tim Salmon, like you said, start to finish. A lot of people mm-hmm. say greatest angel ever. Some will bring in Bobby Gritch. I say greatest angel ever. Nolan Ryan. And it's not even close. I mean, the man achieved most of his milestones in an Angel uniform. He threw more than one no-hitter in that uniform. It's not even close. Nolan Ryan, best Angel ever. I'm not going to argue with you. That's a great one. It's hard to argue that because, like you said, and it was a bad decision to let him go to Houston. Did you hate, though, Rank? Did you hate it when the – are you the only L.A. Kings fan who hated it when they got Gretzky? I I mean, I I, I can't imagine complaining about getting the best player in the sport. Okay, assuming he's going to continue his same let's workout say he regimen. Comes, let's say he comes anywhere it close is, to Assuming it. he's really 31. What? It's going to be fun. I, Why would I he worry? not? He's been the most consistent player in baseball for a decade. The most prolific offensive player in baseball for a decade. This is not Matt Kemp in one magical season. It's not Prince Fielder playing in the bandbox in Milwaukee. People are people This is are Albert winning. Poole. I don't had see three how... home runs in a World Series people, game. He's Reggie Jackson. People, people are starting to win me over. And I know because a lot of my friends, and, you know, we're texting, everybody's like, God, we're losing our minds. We're spending all that money. But when you started to look at the economics of it, and Tory Hunter's salary is going to go away after next year, Bobby Abreu's salary is going to go away after next year, Vernon Wells, See, I love his this will too. eventually go away. I, I know. I, I know. Just, I love gonna... when fans get into the economics. Listen. Artie Moreno sold his business that he built from the ground up for $8 billion. He just he, devoted a quarter of a billion dollars to man, Al Pujols. This, this man is, knows how to run a ledger. He this is, is totally <laughs> good with figuring out how much he can spend and how much he can. He would not have we done have this deal. Much, this, is not Joe Mauer. this is not Joe Mauer to the Twins. Right. Well, how are we gonna, what are we going to do now? Listen, right. he can just keep tacking on money, as we saw with C.J. Wilson a couple minutes after they signed Al Pujols. Well, this is you know another thing, too, is you just want to be able to st- still go to the ballpark for an affordable thing. You look at Yankee Stadium, you look at all those empty seats because they're selling, you know, all these expensive seats behind home plate that oh, nobody ever buys. Oh, prices are going up. They're going yeah, the up. the ticket price. If the beer prices don't go up, that's fine. I like going. <laughs> See? I like this going. is great. This is, this is Moreno's brilliance. He drops beer by 50 cents. 50 cents. And it <laughs> no, has no, now been a decade. It's the gesture. Now it's, it's been gesture. a decade. Hey, yes. how about Artie Moreno? He cut our beer prices. Exactly. How about and that? That's, that's how easy cents. it is. That's how easy yeah. it is to do that. It if went from eight won? fifty to eight bucks yes. for a beer. Hey, how about that Moreno? I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about a hard inside People's that guy. champion. Wait, yes. Hold on, though, no, but you think about me. You think I go to, I would say conservatively, I go to 30 games a year. 30 games? 20 to 30 games. That's an average year. I'm buying about eight beers a game. You think of that 50 cents <laughs> starting to add up. Hey. It's an economic impact. $120 right there. Yeah. All right, well, listen, let's wrap things up here. By the way, it's episode number 38, and does Tim Salmon wear – did he wear 38? What was no, his he number? wore 15. 15? Oh, well, I was quite – Pretty close. Uh, I was, <laughs> wasn't very good. What did the gloss did, boss wear? Remember, we uh, used rank. to have – what's that? What did gloss wear? 25. 25. We always wrap things up, uh, Money. We always mention who uh, – what player in NFL and sports history wore 38 best. Any 38s? What an Rogers. awful number. George Rogers, pretty good, won the Heisman Trophy with the Gamecocks. 38, I remember Sidney Thornton in those late 70s Steelers teams. 38, what a, what a 
abysmal number. Yeah. Nothing has jumped. Uh, Yuri Herdina won a Stanley Cup with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in the early 90s, wearing number 38. That's about all I can come up with there. But listen, Matt Money Smith, I'm what a pleasure. I'm 38 years old. Does that count for anything? Show off. Show off. How about that? I'm embarrassed to say that you're the youngest person in the room. <laughs> How awful. All right, listen, Matt Money Smith. Fox Sports Radio, as well as, uh, of course, NFL Fantasy Live. Uh, a, uh, a pleasure to have you. We've wanted to have you get in here to Studio yeah. 66. And, and this weekend, uh, seek your AM band and see if you can find me calling that Broncos-Bears game. I'm going to do a little Tebow time out at Mile High. Oh, what a great Looking time. to that. Yeah. There might be a combined with Caleb Haney on the other side of things. There might be nine passes I'm, thrown in I that game. I am not kidding when I say I am terrified that my bias is going to come through because I just can't control it. You know, sometimes there they're, they're first and goal from inside the two, and Martz has a seven-step drop, and I'll just let something fly, you know, <laughs> yeah. subconsciously. <laughs> I'm actually makes, a little bit scared of this that's one. The, 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 see, but that's the broadcast I'd want to listen to. Yeah. I want to hear that. Poor rank, though, that, uh, you know, everybody else, at least in L.A., or at least uh, who are, happen to be Halos and Lakers fans, which I guess is a, a pretty decent rare. Everybody who's an Angels I guess in the OC, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But the, most of those people at least are saying, well, we didn't get uh, we didn't get Paul, but at least we got Pujols. Not ranked, though. No, no, no. I'm, like I said, it doesn't I'm like coming the up, economics of it, Sheck. It doesn't like the economics. Trust me. You know, and it's funny you mentioned that. It, you, you talk about these things, too, like the economics and the whole notion that what Money was talking about when we started, like, hey, the Angels got pushed off the sports page. Who cares? We got Albert yep. Pujols. And I'm sure the first time he mashes a home run, I'm going to be running to the store and I'm going to have a Pujols 5 jersey on. Don't worry. I'm going to come around. The C.J. Wilson thing was underrated because he took less money. What a rotation. What a ridiculous. How, how dare you? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But he took less years, less money. Hey, straight edge fuller. Good for you. I'm from Pittsburgh. I, I have told... the Pirates for the last two decades. And you and you have the gall to sit here and complain about pool holes and C.J. Wilson being added to that already I'm stacked not rotation. I was saying that C.J. Wilson, By the way, him taking less years and less money. Kent Colby, my favorite player ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Is that right? You love yeah. that? You Dead serious. The, the flat the, hat, the shades. the shades, the low delivery. Dropping yeah. down My summary. favorite. Quisenberry was a ripoff. I, uh, yeah. That's right. I know I like Matt Money Smith. All right, listen. Thanks for uh, checking out our, uh, yeah. our an emergency edition here of the Dave Damashek football program. Available at davedamashek.nfl.com. Also, on iTunes, I encourage you to subscribe. Nay, I demand that you do so. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. 
Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.